Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn and Van Davidson celebrating 30 years of love talking in Austin. Today, talking about being a leader people can follow to Jesus with guest Randy Willis with Operation Warm Heart. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Bigger small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are long-time friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. We're going right These after Casa this. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Good morning. This is Evelyn Davidson in the beautiful studio of KLGO. Uh, in North Austin, Texas, and we are here today again, as Jimmy has said, to talk about the beauty of life as uh, we know it here in Austin and the beauty of living in ways that others can see how great God is. And in the studio with me today is one of my favorite people. It's my sweetie, Van. Gee, I'm glad you said Van. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you have a good one for me this morning. <laughs> It's been a wonderful week. that we've had all kind of good things going on, haven't we? Uh, yeah, I've spent most of the week at the acupuncture. Yeah, <laughs> it's called football, football, football. Well, we are uh, in this series of leadership, and um, we're talking about what we need to be. Not necessarily what we need to do, but what we need to be uh, to be used in the time in which we live. And our focus today is on two words. Do you remember that guy that used to have the TV show and he would have this uh, bird come down in the word of the day? Who was that? Groucho. Groucho. Was that Groucho <laughs> Mark? Anyway, we're going to play him today. And I'm going to let you put up those two words. One's work and the other one is the word. All right. What kind of work do you do? Uh, as little as, as possible. As little as possible. Mm-hmm. That's right. You are retired. Yeah. Well, no, I'm a, I'm no. So, I'm, I don't. Okay, say well, I'm tell retired. me, tell me what you do then. Well, I still still piddle a little in real estate. Yeah. And uh, then I have a lot of hobbies. Yeah. And then I spend a lot of time doing your. Uh, things that you want. Yeah, you're my gripper. That's right. You're yeah. my gripper. Well, it's um, it's going to be exciting today. Uh, we always start our first segment, Van, as you know, with uh, news of the day and some really exciting things happened this week. The um, drug chain, CVS, uh, which is really the 
second largest drug chain is recently announced that it was uh, going to stop selling tobacco products. Yeah, I was shocked at that, as big as they are. Yeah. Well, they're into the health business. They're like our friend Bill Swell. And um, more and more people are beginning to realize the danger from that. And so we want to give them a hands up today and say thank you to CVS if they've come to that decision because... With the new um, health care we have in this nation, we've all got to get healthier, and we have a responsibility to do that. The other thing is the Super Bowl's behind us. Uh, Oh, that was a fight, wasn't it? It was. Well, uh, I'm always interested in the commercials. And this year, it didn't seem to be very distinctive, except one of them did raise a lot of chatter across the nation. It was the Coca-Cola ad. I don't know if I even saw it. Yeah, it was the one of all of the ethnics, uh, the different nationalities singing God Bless America. And uh, there's, you know, there's just some that just didn't like it at all, and others thought it was wonderful. But that's kind of where we live in today, and we're going to... As I said, we're going to continue our discussion today about developing godly leaders and leaders that others can follow to Jesus. And one of those is David Jeremiah, who is coming to Austin on April the 24th. And then um, there's a new show here on Saturday after Bill Swell with Larry uh, Lynn Schmidt, and he has um, he has a wonderful program going, and so we are excited about that. But we do have a special guest with us today. Tell me who that is. That's Randy Willis, uh, <laughs> my good friend. I tell you what, old Randy pulled me out many years ago when I was smoking forty-two turkeys for the homeless, and it flooded at Lake Travis, and and uh, uh, Randy really uh, really helped me in in getting all that done, and. Uh, we finally had to get the fire department from Jonestown to row a boat down there to get the turkeys uh, at our house there on Lake Travis. And uh, so we've known, worked with Randy for a long time. And Randy, we worked with Randy on Operation Warm Heart years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, I always had a good time with him. And it was always uh, really, uh, it really touched your heart to reach out to those people that were homeless and and uh, take them clothing, and and old Randy brought them chicken from yeah, Popeye chick- chicken. Popeye's chicken. <laughs> I think it well, called. I think it called you the chicken man. Yeah, welcome, Randy. We are so happy. Wonderful to be here. Well, you know, we go back a long, long way, as Van said. You used to sit in with me pretty regularly in the early days, you know, 25 years ago, uh, when did. we were involved in Operation Warm. Tell me what Operation Warm Heart is. Well, it uh, was just a group of volunteers and individuals who uh, found a need, found a hurt, and met that need, met that hurt in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I remember so much, so well those early days. That's how I got to know you is I'd met you somewhere, and we were doing uh, – we were at the old Kixel session at that time with Gene, and um, you bought – all these big containers that look like oil drums. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I do. And put them out everywhere. And it was one of the first outside ministries uh, that I can remember in Austin. And it has been very successful through the years. You're still doing that to some degree. And one of the exciting things that, that I found uh, in that 
whole program or that uh, initiative was at the Salvation Army uh, when we would you would bring in a little juve uh, band and music and we'd sing and then we'd pray and then we'd you'd preach a little bit and then we'd give them a coat you would or we'd give them Popeye chicken or or um, pizza we even got pizza then didn't we sure did yeah thanks to Dirk Dozier yeah well Dirk um, at that time had um, a Popeye chicken was the Blackwoods mm-hmm. and uh, Dirk had uh, uh, not only Taco Bell which he has now sold mm-hmm. Uh, but those were the days that God just really began to work in the outside under the bridges in Austin. And I think you were the pioneer uh, in with the vision for doing that. Well, there was just uh, a lot of need. I had been working, uh, helping a missionary in East Africa and uh, Mombasa, Kenya. And then I was driving down I-35 one day, and the Holy Spirit put on my heart that he wanted me to uh, be his witness here mm-hmm as it says in Acts, in Jerusalem and Judea, rather than just Samaria and rather than just the remotest parts of the world, and actually ended up being like Samaria because of uh, a lot of the people were despised like the Samaritans were. Mm-hmm. How did you come to know that the Lord Jesus loved you? Well, I, I was blessed with a, a Christian family and a grandmother who just loved the Lord, and she actually... Uh, uh, on Sundays would take uh, blankets and coats and give to the needy in Louisiana in these shotgun shacks. And she would cook them, ironically, <laughs> uh, chicken dinners for really? Sunday. And she'd take them coats, blankets, and socks. And I had that example. But she would pour Christ into me. And uh, so did my mother, too. Both of them did. But my grandmother would call me Ran. I was named after my grandfather, her husband. And she would say, Randy, only Bible that most people ever read is our lives. And so uh, I think that was the original, I know it was, the original inspiration. And that's how I began to hear about Christ. Mm-hmm. And then later, when I was eight years old in Temple Baptist Church on a Sunday night in Clute, Texas. Uh, of all places, Clute, huh? Mm-hmm. I... Uh, just uh, the pastor Bill Campbell was preaching, and uh, the Holy Spirit ripped my heart, uh-huh. and I knew I needed to go forward. But I was very shy. I was only eight. You and were I, shy. Yes. I can't believe that. Can you, Ben? <laughs> and I said, Lord, if my mother was here, and she wasn't there, it was a rare thing that night. Uh-huh. I'd go. And my 12-year-old sister Margie, who was sitting in the back row with her girlfriends of the church, walked down the aisle, walked down my aisle, and said, "If you want me." I'll go with you. Oh, she knew. Yeah. Mm. And uh, so I went for it. And uh, That's made a difference in your life, hasn't it, Randy? I, I've never, uh, never been the same since. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, uh, not, a, I, you don't have to have a, an experience to, to be saved or, uh, but, or an emotional experience, but mm-hmm. mine was very emotional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, even as an eight-year-old boy. One of the things that... Um, that we believe with Love Talk, and we've taught this uh, for years and years and years, is that we are God's love on parade in a world filled with people who are looking for the evidence of God. Looking for the evidence of God. uh, Just recently we had uh, the National Day of Prayer Freedom Dinner. 
And uh, we had four case, five cases of books that we gave away free. Uh, two of them were written by Stormy Omardian mm-hmm. on how to pray for your husband, how to pray for your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gave those away free. But something else was given away free that night. What was it that you brought? It was the Word of God. The just, Word of just, God. Just some New Testaments. Mm-hmm. And that uh, I, I just believe that Scripture, it says, My word will not return void. My mm-hmm. word will not return empty-handed. Right. And that uh, it's the sword of the Spirit. And mm-hmm. so I like to give out Bibles. Well, what we've talked about already are the two words that we were talking about. Gosh, so Mark's, you know, dropped in the air for us today. One is the word and the other is the work. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about the work that has put into this nation from your, from the heritage that uh, is your heritage, right. the love heritage, and and the involvement that even today that you have in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is so important for us to understand why we're here. We're not here just to be um, fitted with beautiful clothes or pretty cowboy boots or horses or whatever. But we, the Lord plants us in a love field where he wants us to grow up and bear fruit. And he wants that fruit to last. And that comes out of the book of John. And it's John fifteen sixteen, And this is what God's word says. You have not chosen me. I chose you. And the Amplified says, not only have I chosen you, but I have planted you right where you are. I have anointed you and appointed you that you might do one thing. And that one thing is to bear fruit. And so when I look at you, Randy, and I see all these years that we've worked together in warm heart. Operation Warm Heart. And those were exciting years for us as Van and I would go out there and help you give away the chicken or just, you know, get one-on-one with people that didn't understand. Today, before we leave, we're going to give a website where people can go on the web and have the answers to life that we know are true and that we've seen operational in your life and in Van's life and in my life in this city. It is time for us to take a break. We're going to come back we and talk about a new book, a coming up film about your legacy right after this. Stay with us. Who says you can't go home again? The Word, now on the legendary 1490 AM, True Talk Radio. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small, for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And new Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. 
From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Hill Country Landscapes professional staff is ready to help you. Whether you desire a new custom-designed landscape for your property or new sprinklers and lighting, Hill Country is the one to call. They can take the ordinary and turn it into extraordinary. Owner Tim Smith is an A&M graduate landscape architect and designer. He and Hill Country's professional staff work with both homeowners and commercial property owners. Award-winning projects include commercial terracing, bed and floral creation, sprinklers, lighting, and award-winning flagstone patio installations. They can take your drab yard or commercial site and kick it up a notch with creative rock work and beautiful plant selections. With over 45 years' experience, there is no better choice than Tim Smith and the good folks at Hill Country Landscape. Call Hill Country Landscape today at 512-848-0659. That's 512-848-0659. Or check us out on the web at www.hillcountrylgc.com. License number 4089. Welcome back to Love Talk. We are in studio today with my sweetheart, Van Davison. How many years have we been married, Van? 62 years going on 63, if I make it. And what you going to give me on our 63rd? Oh, I give up. What you do you want? <laughs> you have know. everything. <laughs> yeah, I've got Van. I have everything. Uh, well, we've been talking today with our good friend, Randy Willis. And Randy is uh, a longtime friend. I've known him. Uh, and you've known him. And we've worked with him. And we've talked today about word and work. And as we went out, Randy, we were talking about John fifteen sixteen, And I'm going to quote it again, and this is out of the Amplified Version. It says, you did not choose me. And this is Jesus talking. John was a scribe. He wrote down the words of Jesus in the New Testament. And, and we want to be sure today that we give them your phone number in case somebody doesn't have a Bible and they need one because you're the Bible man. But this is what it says. You did not choose me. I, Jesus, chose you. Not only have I chosen you, but I have planted you like a tree. That you might grow up and bear fruit, and that fruit might be lasting. As we look at our lives, so often we talk about, you know, their tree, the heritage, uh, our ancestors. Uh, we, You know, I have friends that have trees on their wall with pictures of all their, you know, those that came before them. And your grandfather, what, four times removed? Uh, my fourth grandfather. Fourth grandfather. Uh, was a great leader in this nation. And I want you to, I want to talk about him a little bit before we talk about him and how he got there and worked out the word in his life. Uh, what 
you are involved in now in regard to uh, a documentary and a book. So first of all, let's talk about the book. Well, there's – I'll have to back up just a second. Okay. His, his name is Joseph Willis. And Joseph Willis, he right. He was born in 1758. Okay. His father was a wealthy Englishman, plantation owner in Blayton County, North Carolina. And his mother was a Cherokee slave. And so he, by law, was born into slavery. So he had a plantation and had a an Indian slave. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he had a child, which was my fourth great-grandfather. Mm-hmm. And he left all of his property, which was he was the largest plantation owner in Blayton County, North Carolina, to, to his son. And uh, his eldest uh, his eldest uncle, his, uh, his father's eldest brother, challenged that before Governor Caswell in 1776, the year of the Declaration of Independence, and had it overturned based upon the laws of North Carolina in 1741. Mm-hmm. And so he began uh, as a slave, and he was began as having his inheritance uh, deprived from him. So he fled North Carolina, fought in the Revolutionary War, under Francis Marion, the fran- uh, the Swamp Fox, and uh, was married, married to Rachel Bradford, who we believe was a descendant of um, William Bradford from the May- Mayfire. Really? You and, go uh, back away. Mm. She, she passed away in childbirth, and so he married again, and uh, a lady named Sarah, and six years later she died, leaving him with five mm. small children. Mm. Then he sought ordination from... Uh, the Baptists of that day, and they said they would not ordain him, least the cause of Christ suffer because of his race. Because he was an Indian, a native-born Cherokee Indian. Mm-hmm. I have Cherokee in my background. Mm-hmm. So he fled with Richard Curtis, first uh, Baptist preacher to enter Mississippi, established the oldest Baptist church in Mississippi. And Joseph Willis helped him establish a church in Woodville, Mississippi in 1798. But he didn't stop there. Uh, the Code or the Black Code, mm-hmm. was in effect in the Louisiana Territory, yes. which ran from the Gulf of Mexico all the way to the Rocky Mountains, all the way up Canada, which forbade uh, the preaching of uh, any religion except Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And, and if you did, you would be imprisoned, sold to the uh, silver mines in Mexico, or killed. And Joseph Willis went against that, swam the Mississippi River at the Natchez on a mule, and entered there and preached the first evangelical gospel message by anybody west of the Mississippi River. The first missionary. The very first With foreign missionary. It was a foreign missionary because it was a foreign country then. Yeah. And uh, being an evangelical, a Protestant, he preached the first sermon mm-hmm. and planted churches there for a half century. And uh, that's where our story begins. Now... I began my research. Uh, my grandmother handed me down those stories. And in 1981, I met a cousin named uh, Dr. Green Strother, who was a Southern Baptist missionary in China and then Malaysia. And he had written his master's thesis at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary really? about Joseph Willis. And he gave me, before his death, all his research. So I had all of my grandmother's research. And I began to write his biography which uh, we have a website, josephwillis.net, and that biography is on it. But uh, in 2005, 
uh, I got a call from a Sammy Tippett, who's a, yes. an evangelist. I know Sammy in San Antonio, and he told me that his ancestors, his grand, fourth great grandmother, had deeded the land. He had the deed in Louisiana 200 years ago for Joseph Willis to establish his first church, which was Calvary Baptist Church in Bayou Chico, which uh, he waited to 1812 till he finally, they ordained him to do that. And uh, Sammy and I became friends, and uh, at his uh, encouragement, the Louisiana College in Pineville, Louisiana, has, uh, created the Joseph Willis Institute of Great Awakening Studies. That's a long title, I know. But it's really the study of the first Great Awakening, the second Great Awakening, the Great Awakening is 1857, and, and uh, uh, revival in America, and mm-hmm. not just America, the world. Yes. But out of that came to take my research and Sammy's skills as a writer. He'd written numerous other books, and we, we decided to uh, write a novel. Now, I did the research, and Sammy did all the heavy lifting of writing because <laughs> I'm not a novelist. Yes. But, uh, and he did some research too, as others did. But we came up with a novel called Twice a Slave. based Twice on Twice a Slave. It's historical fiction based on the life of Joseph Willis. And How it, did that translate into Twice a Slave? Well, Sammy came up with the title and the idea of he was born a slave. Born a slave, okay. But later he became a slave again to okay. Jesus Christ. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. And so uh, that book is coming out. In May of this year, 2014, and uh, Jerry Jenkins, who's sold, yes. written over 180 books and wrote, sold 70 million copies of the Left Behind series, mm-hmm. uh, has chosen it as one of his Jerry B. Jenkins select novels, along with other five more novels, which were all uh, famous novelists, mm-hmm. and so that line of six novels is coming out in May. It'll be in Barnes and Noble and Parable Bookstores and Amazon and many places, and it's coming out in May of this year, as I said. And Louisiana College is doing a, a, a theatrical drama on the a play based upon Twice a Slave, and it's coming. It's going to opening night is November of this year, and we're also shooting in Louisiana a docudrama, and uh, the list goes on. What have you learned uh, to live? How have you learned to live and work as a result of knowing what your heritage is, Randy? What has that done to your life in these years right now? I know probably in the years you had your, what do you have, four sons? Three sons. Three sons. Mm -hmm. And in those years you you were a businessman and you did the father thing and, and, and now you are at that place like we are where you're more available and freer to go and do the things that that the Lord has put on your heart. How has that translated into your life? Well, it's it's uh, hopefully been a great example, uh-huh. <laughs> which I have not always lived up to. And uh, But uh, I have a love for history. I and understand then, you do. And then my love of the Lord. And I think, uh, and I we don't have enough time. Uh, the number of incredible, miraculous things that have happened throughout the years with all of this, I think it's been the will of the Lord, mm-hmm. and He's orchestrated. And so, so often I wake up and I say, "Lord Jesus, let me get out of the way. I'll just mess this whole thing up." Right. 
And so uh, it's been exciting. It's been fun. And now uh, it's finally. It's going to be available for people to see and hear and read and experience. How did um, Sammy Tippett find you? Well, he he uh, had discovered through his ancestors uh, about uh, Joseph Willis, uh-huh. and when he found this deed about his ancestors deeding, giving that land for the first church, uh-huh. uh, he uh, started really just googling and things like that, oh. and trying to find, and he okay. kept finding stuff where I had written stuff. You know, on these genealogical sites, yes. things like that. Yes. And so one day he just called me. That's he got my number and called me. That's and that word. was in that was I think in I think 2005. Uh-huh. And he just called me and and uh, I told him everything. He sent me some things. I sent him some things. And then it just kind of sat there for a while. Uh-huh. And then. Um, God had some plans for it. And it, it. It is an amazing story, Randy. It is absolutely amazing. It's a story of triumph over tragedy. Yeah. It's a story of really what does it take to discourage a person? Mm-hmm. Because Joseph Willis, <laughs> he had so many things that would have destroyed or discouraged the average person. Sure. And but he kept going, and so because he, I think he had a higher calling. Yes. And in the power of God's Spirit as He operate under His Lordship, that's the thing that people don't understand today. They look at Van and I and say, why in the world are you two old people still working 10 hours a day, six days a week? Yeah. And it's because that's what our heart is, Randy. And I know that that's where you are. You're not as old as we are, but you're in that retirement bracket. And these are special times in America and in Texas and Louisiana. Oh, the, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. The, and the fact that you're able to tell it and it be known to others is a miracle. Let me give you a real brief side story. Uh, okay, let, it, let's take our break okay. and hold that. We're going to hear a side story from Randy Willis right after this. Stay with us. The station Central Texas thinks of first for teaching and talk. The Word. Information with inspiration. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Hill Country Landscape's professional staff is ready to help you. Whether you desire a new custom-designed landscape for your property or new sprinklers and lighting, Hill Country is the one to call. They can take the ordinary and turn it into extraordinary. Owner Tim Smith is an A&M graduate landscape architect and designer. He and Hill Country's professional staff work with both homeowners and commercial property owners. Award-winning projects include commercial terracing, bed and floral creation, sprinklers, lighting, and award-winning flagstone patio installations. 
They can take your drab yard or commercial site and kick it up a notch with creative rock work and beautiful plant selections. With over 45 years' experience, there is no better choice than Tim Smith and the good folks at Hill Country Landscape. Call Hill Country Landscape today at 512-848-0659. That's 512-848-0659. Or check us out on the web at www.hillcountrylgc.com. License number 4089. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Welcome back to Love Talk. We are in the studio today with one of my, two of my favorite people, Mr. <laughs> Van Davison. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking with our friend Randy Willis today. How has this story uh, touched your heart today, Van? Well, I'm just flabbergasted. I mean, uh, to hear, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a history buff, too. Mm-hmm. And to go back that far with your family, I mean, that's that's something. Well, you know, Randy, um, as we came on today, we said there are two words that Mark um, Groucho has dropped in our mm-hmm. studio today, and one is work and mm-hmm. the other's word. Uh, let's hear the side story of the work. Well, uh, first of all, I want to say we have a website called twicesslave.com, and you can read about much of this and get updates. And we have a Facebook site, and then I have a historical site, josephwillis.net. But I wanted to go back to how God works and all of this, which is quite amazing. Uh, Dr. Sue Aiken had contacted me in the early 1980s. She was a professor of history at Louisiana at LSU at Alexandria, and uh, she asked if I'd come speak to her classes and, and help her do some research because she had written her master's thesis on a slave named Solomon Northrop. And Solomon uh, had written a book called 12 Years a Slave. And the reason she was intrigued with Joseph Willis and my research was that uh, in his book, his first owner was uh, William Prince Ford. And she wanted to know what I had on William Prince Ford because William Prince Ford was uh, uh, an understudy of Joseph Willis, worked with Joseph really? Willis, helped him plant churches. And also, W. E. Paxton had written a book in 1758 and published 1788 that said that, I mean 1888 rather, that uh, William Prince Ford, Joseph Willis had entrusted his diary to him. And so, um, as time has went on here, and Dr. Aiken's son had picked that up, and then of course more recently Brad Pitt, the actor, had picked it up and made yeah. it into a major motion picture filmed in Louisiana called Twelve Years a Slave. It's 
I think it won the Golden Globes, nominated, and don't quote me on this because I don't keep up on this stuff, uh, for, the, for the Oscars. But uh, we have a comparison, or Sammy wrote the comparison between 12 Years a Slave and Twice a Slave uh, on our website, and it's our very first blog. Really? Yeah, at twiceaslave.com. But so much has come out of this, and uh, uh, we had started our project and uh, w- way before we'd even heard that there was a, a movie uh, based called 12 Years a Slave, mm-hmm. which was the title of Solomon Northrop's. Uh, book. He, I won't go into his story, but it's an incredible story itself, and and he, he's the only slave that ever wrote this extensively, and because he could read and write and was falsely uh, kidnapped and sold into slavery. You know, Randy, when you look, when we look back at that, and Van looks mm-hmm. back at his uh, heritage that came mm-hmm. from uh, Alabama, right, honey? Uh, Georgia. Georgia. Uh, we've got um, flat irons that they use to warm, uh, put in, you know, the fire and warm, uh, to put in their um, covered wagons at night to keep the mm-hmm. kids' feet warm. We have moved, moved so far in this nation in 200 years uh, that it is unbelievable that we have moved from a situation like you've described today to the fact, point where we are today, where we are heard worldwide on Love Talk, worldwide over the Internet and the Patriots Radio. And to me, that just blows my mind because I grew up in the backwoods of uh, East Texas, uh, born near Cut and Shoot, Texas. And uh, we didn't, my grandparents didn't have electricity. We had an old uh, battery radio. Um, my dad had a little radio station, and we had electricity, you know, by then, uh, but we didn't have telephones. Uh, on Saturday, it was my job to pull the records and uh, write out the request that people had put in a milk bottle on our front porch through the week. Uh, this is an amazing thing to me, Randy, that we are in a day today when you can go back and research and um, document how God has worked in this nation. Well, when I began, I used to have to drive over several states and uh, get microfilm and uh, read that. Barely could read it then and print it out and go to library loans. And now you can get all this just by Google. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how much easier it is to research today. And so many of these rare books are online. Yeah. Well... It is interesting that we can track our heritage of our, you know, earthly family. So, you know, you're, you mentioned those irons and heating. It's good to know history can save your life. You know, recently that man with his family was caught in some snowstorm, and he heated, this is this year, past year, he heated rocks mm-hmm. and put them in the car to heat his family. Yeah. You wonder if he knew the history of that kind of thing. I don't know. When I was a kid, we've used those those uh, irons that Evelyn talked about. Uh, we would heat them at night because my mother was scared to death of natural gas. And so the, the stoves went off uh, when you went to bed and the windows were cracked and uh, you were freezing cold and you slept with so much cover on you that it made you sore. And uh, we always had one of those old flat irons or I think we had one hot water bottle, and we kind of fought <laughs> over it. And 
And then uh, whoever didn't have the hot water bottle either got a brick that was heated and wrapped in a towel or one of those old flat irons. Well, even in my generation, my, my, my mother and then would make comforters. And those things were so heavy you couldn't really turn over. <laughs> yes. Well, Randy, we, you know, we're talking today about the word mm-hmm. and the work. And we have gone through a documentary of the work that God has done in the life, not only of one man, mm-hmm. but how he has knitted all this together in a way that this generation which we live today can understand the heritage of love that we have in this nation, the sacrifice of the patriots who've come before us, the heart of the founders who wrote out a constitution, who made it what it is for us to have freedom. When we think about that and we talk about the work that we have to do or that God's doing, uh, the Bible, God's word, is the standard by which we live. And I had a... Uh, a news uh, story that came to the Good News Journal this week that said 70% of the young people in America never read the Bible. And this is one of the findings of a major piece of research that was commissioned by the Bible Society. And it was conducted uh, uh, globally, and the research focused on Generation Z, young people born between 1995 and 2009. Now, it reveals some similarities to our own that you know, in the America, people, young people, basically doubt the authenticity and the relevance of the Bible today. Struggles with language. You know, it, it's not a language that I can hear and understand. And baffled by stories of strange things that God had done. Um, you know, the research shows us that young people today are deeply interested in spirituality, in ethics, and social justice. And curious about the Bible. So we need to take our break. And when we come back, we're going to look at a scripture today out of 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 13, that talks about what it is that God has called us to do in the Word to live out the work in our life. Right after this. Stay with us. The Word is back, and it's on AM, 1490 AM, your new home of Austin's only Christian teaching and talk. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as you town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? 
If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and good humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Taco Bell, Central Market, libraries, and churches. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online, thegoodnewsjournal.net. Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference, a huge difference. Think, marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach is YOU-centric. Visit thinkmarketingtexas.com to learn more. That's thinkmarketingtexas.com. It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? thinkmarketingtexas.com. thinkmarketingtexas.com. Welcome back to Love Talk. We are broadcasting live in the studio in Austin, Texas, and we are worldwide at klgo.net and the Patriots Radio. And we've been talking today, Van. Uh, my my sweetheart Van is in the studio with me today. We've been talking today with our good friend Randy Willis. We've known for probably 30 years and talking about two things: the word and the work that we are called to do in the time in which we live. And um, today, uh, you know, we really do want to uh, encourage people to go to a website that we have that's called True Life. And that website is truelife.com.org, I'm sorry. And it answers a lot of the questions that our friends are asking us. And so as we talk about the word, we talk about the work we do, our job is to get out there and be love on parade before a world that's seeking to know him. And that's basically what we've talked about today, Randy, as we've talked about the heritage and the legacy that's been given to you in regard to the word and the work that needs to be done. And there's a scripture I want us to walk through as we close today or as we, you know, wrap it up. Comes from Second Timothy two one through thirteen, and it says this: So, my son, throw yourself into the work for Christ. Pass on what you heard from me, the whole congregation saying Amen, to reliable leaders who are competent to teach others. Randy, that basically is what you're doing with this. All the research that you've done with with your uh, with Joseph Willis. All the documentaries, all of this stuff, you're passing that on. But what work has the Lord Jesus brought you to do today other than that? What, what, are, what is your heart? What is your passion? Um, my passion began about 30 years ago. Uh-huh. And I had uh, had some tragedy, quite a bit of tragedy. And I'd, well, And then after that, I lost my mother, my brother, my father. 
my fiance uh, got very ill, went Chapter 7 bankrupt, and I was at the end of my rope, and, and I, I read a scripture in Matthew 10:39, and uh, which is on the back of all my business cards, which basically, to paraphrase, it says that he that finds his life in the things of this world mm-hmm. will lose it. Right. But he gives his life away for my name's sake will find it. So I I took a tablet and I said, that's pretty simple. He that finds his life, because I was in entertainment business, sex, drugs, rock and roll, those kind of things, will lose it. And then I thought, that's not what it's saying. It's the things of this world. And that includes even good things like marriage and children, career and education and even religion. But if you're finding life in those things, you're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. But he that gives his life away will find it. And the whole universe is based of not on the uh, principle of obtaining things, but it giving your life away. And even in the secular world, if you think about it, the sun gives the grass and the grass gives to a cow and the cow gives us milk and we feed the cow. Yeah. The whole principle of an abundant life and a life with direction and meaning and purpose is not an attaining at all. Not even in the good things, but in the life and giving your life away. And, of course, as you you all know, many of your listeners know, you can't outgive God. Mm -hmm. And the one truly blessed is you. That's the one that gets the blessing. And uh, not just the people that you're uh, helping or giving an encouraging word to, but... uh, uh, the blessing really comes to you. Well, it's it's a twofold blessing. As you give it out, the Lord gives back to you, and you never run dry. You, he has a rope of hope that has no ending. The next part of that scripture is when the young, I mean, when the going gets tough, take it on the chin with the rest of us the way Jesus did. You know, life, you've mentioned some of these storms that you've been through. Uh, what do storms do in our life? Do they strengthen you to well, trust God? The greatest accomplishments in life have not been on the mountaintops in a person's life. They're in mm-hmm. the valleys. That's where the greatest poems have been written. The greatest artistic right. works have been done. The greatest songs have been written. That's where John Newton wrote Amazing Grace. Yes. It was in the valley of his life. And on the mountaintops, it's not where the greatest accomplishments are. It's in the valleys. The, another, the next part of this, and we're reading from Second Timothy 2, 1 through 13, a soldier on duty doesn't get caught up in making deals at the marketplace. He concentrates on carrying out orders. An athlete who refuses to play by the rules will never get anywhere. It is the diligent farmer who gets the produce. Think it over. God will make it all plain. Question is, how does the Bible... And prayer help you clor- clarify God's way. How has the Word helped you to help others? I think at this stage of my life, it's it's I want to know Him, like Paul said, to know Him, know Him, just to know Him. I, I recently read a book by Ann Lotz Graham, uh, mm-hmm. Graham Lotz, Billy Graham's daughter, called "Magnificent Obsession," and it's all about the story of Abraham, but all about seeking the face of God. And the more I seek, I've discovered my knowledge is like a thimble in the Pacific Ocean. But mm. I know so little. Yeah. I just know so little. But I just want to know him. To know him. Well, you know, if we know him, <clears throat> then we show him. Yeah. 
If we really know him, we show him. That's what knowing him means. It goes on to say, a soldier on duty. A soldier on duty doesn't get cut off in making deals. But then it says, fix this picture firmly in your mind. Jesus descended from the line of David, which is heritage, Mm -hmm. raised from the dead because he gave his life. It's what you heard from me all along. It's what I'm sitting in jail right now. And this is Paul writing this. Mm -hmm. He's writing this letter to a young man named Timothy that was very, very discouraged. And and Paul had poured out his life into Timothy. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm sitting here in jail right now, but God's word isn't in jail. That's why I stick it out here so that everyone God calls into my territory will get in on the salvation of Christ in all its glory. You know, Joseph Willis must have believed that. As a slave, that is jail. Yes, and... Speaking of jails, how ironic that uh, he was born a slave and he came to Louisiana, the Louisiana Territory then, not a state. And today there's a great revival going on, and it's an Angola prison, another Isn't jail in Louisiana. Isn't that the most Louisiana. amazing thing? Sweeping through that prison. You know, that's the most violent prison in the nation. It was. Uh, it's not any longer. <laughs> I know. It was. And... Uh, we have a friend uh, that is named Claude King. Mm-hmm. He co-wrote Experiencing God with, with Henry Blackaby. Right. And after uh, Katrina went through there, mm-hmm. uh, they decided to rewrite Experiencing God. He and uh, Dr. Uh, whatever his name was. I forgot it. Blackaby. Uh, yeah, Huckabee. Uh, Blackaby. Blackaby. <laughs> Blackaby. Um, and so he went over there to do some online television, mm-hmm. you know, just some interviews. And he came to our house, stayed about a week, didn't he, honey? No. And yeah. used our, my study or the study and wrote out the things that had happened at Angola Prison as a result of the people from the, the seminary in New Orleans going in there with Bible studies mm-hmm. and how God had a great revival. And when and they were so afraid when the Katrina came through and they had to move those prisoners that, you know, a riot would break out or something. But it was like it transplanted a tree in a new field. Isn't that an amazing story? Yeah, it's, it's even, if I can briefly say that, uh, the history in 1857, a great revival began in, in the East, and the industrial complex fell and the banks fell. There, it was yes. an unbelievable depression. But out of that became what is probably America's, even with the first greater revival in the 1740s, one of America's greatest revivals. Like 50,000 people mm-hmm. a month were accepting Christ as Savior, and there wasn't, I think, 30 million people in America then, or less, and. Uh, that revival spread, and it spread all the way to the Mississippi River to Louisiana. But when it got to Louisiana, it stopped and jumped Louisiana, and it went over into Texas. But in, in, in 1857, just a few years before the Civil War in 1861, Louisiana was the wealthiest state in America. Yes. Natchez, Mississippi, on the Mississippi River, had more millionaires Yes. Than any other place. But recently, as you just mentioned, Katrina. Uh, Katrina hit Louisiana. The British oil spill hit Louisiana. Droughts has hit Louisiana. And floods have hit 
Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And so now Louisiana is one of the poorest states, yet revival comes to Louisiana. It's in the valley. It's experiences that God gets our attention, not on the mountaintop. Well, there's some things that, that we want to nail today as, as we close. And I do thank you, Randy. I want you, if you feel comfortable, to give people your website again okay. and maybe your phone number. There are people that need to know you. And that's one of the reasons, we, one of the reasons we're here on a Saturday. We, we have changed our formatting a lot, that we're bringing in godly leaders. That's what our series is, godly leaders that people can look at and see the evidence of God. Give us those uh, websites again. Well, it's twiceaslave.com. It's the novel, Twice a Slave. And then there is a genealogical historical site, josephwillis.net. And then on Facebook, you can just Google Twice a Slave on Facebook and send an ad or Mm -hmm. like the page, the fan page. And then my phone number, if someone wants a Bible, it's 512-565-565. Zero one six one. Uh, my email is Randy Willis, one word at Austin dot dot com, and you're welcome to contact me. And uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. We, we, you know, we've established some things today about working and about the word, and there are some sure things, Randy, that we want to nail before we leave today. Number one, if we die with Him, we'll live with Him. Right. That means that we've got to come to that point that we give up who we are to become who he wants us to be. He can make us. And it, it's happened. It happened in your life. It happened in Van's life. It happened in my life. If we stick it out with him, we'll rule with him. And that doesn't mean that we're going to be, uh, you know, president of the United States or governor or any of those things. But it means that we will have the rule of the word in our life to the point that it will provide the direction, and the correction for each one of us. And if we turn our backs on him, he'll draw us back. You mentioned that period in your life when you went out in the world to live the world's way. I I've still feel this way, that I've been a miserable failure as a Christian. And, uh, but God has been faithful, even when I've been unfaithful. Mm-hmm. And, but your evidence... Of this, Randy, and this is the thing, you know, we, none of us are perfect. We will never be perfect until we see Jesus. But the important thing is, is that we take that perfection that he puts in our life like sandpaper to take away those things that keep us from being love on parade before the world. The other thing is if we give up on him, he does not give up on us. Mm-hmm. He's faithful. There is no way he can be false to himself. That's the reason why he said, I have come that you might have life. In our closing minute, I would say to you directly today, if you're listening to us, you've got questions you cannot even begin to formulate. Go to this new website that we're talking about. We're promoting this through our church. It is called Love. I mean, it's called True Life, T-R-U-E-L-I-F-E dot org. True life, and it removes the excuses that we have for not knowing the truth and knowing God's word. So I want to thank you today. If you don't know Him, it's simple. A is you acknowledge you don't have Him, acknowledge you need Him, and acknowledge that He is real. And the B is you believe that He loves you and He has a plan for your life. And C is that you confess that you need Him 
and you confirm and commit your life to him. If you want to do that and you want some help in living the life we've talked about today, call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. In the meantime, I pray this week that you'll have a wonderful week and that as you'll begin to see that Jesus Christ is your rope of hope. And he has, if you believe him and you have come to know him, he will never turn you loose. But if you don't know him, he's throwing out that rope of hope today for you to catch hold of it and come to know him in a way that you would have a story, maybe like Joseph Willis or Randy Willis or Van Davison. Thank you again for joining us. We'll see you next week for Love Talk.